Blog Talk Radio. Angola ni nani aliye katika 
nyingi Elijah moved from Bethel to Gilgal to Jordan to go Elia alitoka Bethel Gilgal kwenda Yordani kwenda So the prophet of the Lord is moving from here to a double portion of revival in Angola for the church to enter Kwa hivyo nabi wa Mungu anatoka hapa kwenda Angola kwa upako madadufu ili kanisa lipate kuingia I see Kenya is open Ninaona Kenya hii wazi I see Kenya is ready Ninaona Kenya hii tayari But Angola is not yet ready Lakini Angola haiko tayari bado before the messiah came the holy spirit prophesied about his coming and the lord spoke through his prophets they saw his coming and i said that when they saw his coming They also saw his stripes. Pia waliona tabia na mienendo yake. And the stripes they saw. Na ile mienendo au tabia walizoziona. He among them. Ya muhimu miongoni mwake. Was that the path of his coming 
would be a righteous path ni ya kwamba njia ya kuja kwake itakuwa njia ya uhaki which is very consistent with the redeemer of his stature ambayo inaambatana moja kwa moja na mkombozi wa kiwango chake because he was coming to redeem fallen men manake alikuwa anakuja kumkomboa mwanadamu aliyeanguka and what had men fallen from lakini je mwanadamu alikuwa ameanguka toka kwa nini men had fallen from righteousness mwanadamu alikuwa ameanguka toka kwa uhaki so it befits a redeemer of his stature na kwa hivyo inaambatana na mkombozi wa kiwango chake that his stripes would be righteous ya kwamba njia yake itakuwa ya uhaki and i say as i run down to that key prophecy that actually before na nilisema ninapoendea huo unabii mkuu ambao kwa hakika ulinena his righteousness ulinena juu ya uhaki wake the anointing of his righteousness upako wa uhaki wake i said i wanted to lay a foundation here that we may all be in one page nilisema kwamba nataka kuweka msingi hapa ili kwamba sote tuwe katika ukurasa mmoja and i said very clearly that one of the baby steps of the prophecy that actually proclaimed his coming said na nikasema ya kwamba moja wapo ya zile hatua za kimsingi za unabii uliotangaza kuja kwake ulisema and the messiah shall be the seed of a woman ilisema kwamba na masia atakuwa mbegu ya mwanamke and we read from the book of genesis chapter 3 verse 15 na tukasoma katika kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa tatu mstari wa 15 when that prophecy was hatched out wakati unabii huo ulizalishwa and in those texts we saw the promise that look it shall put empty between the woman and the serpent na katika andiko hilo tukaona hiyo ahadi ya kwamba ataweka uadui kati ya mwanamke na nyoka and the seed of the woman in the seed of the serpent na kati ya wazao wa mwanamke na wazao wa nyoka and there will be the striking of the heel and the crushing of the head of the serpent na kutakuweko na kugongwa kisigino na kupondwa kwa kichwa cha nyoka and in galatians chapter 4 verse 4 na katika wagalatia mlango wa 4 mstari wa 4 we saw very clearly the lord saying and when the time came to fulfillment when the time came to completion tuliona kwa wazi kabisa bwana akasema kwamba na wakati ulipotimizwa yani wakati ulipofikia ukamilifu when the fullness of time came wakati ukamilifu wa wakati ulipokuja he was born the son of god the messiah was born of a woman born under the law masia alizaliwa na mwanamke akizaliwa chini ya sheria meaning The Lord wanted him to face the afflictions of men. Kumaanisha kwamba Bwana alimtaka ya kwamba akakumbane na mateso ya wanadamu. The pain of humanity even unto birth. Uchungu wa kibinadamu hata kwa kuzaliwa. Under the covering 
the cloud of the law chini ya kifuniko ama wingu la sheria that he may feel the pain of the slavery under the law ili kwamba akauhisi uchungu wa utumwa chini ya sheria and that would give him the agony for men na hiyo ingempatia huzuni kwa wanadamu the pain for men uchungu kwa wanadamu the more the reason i must redeem them from there i understand sababu kubwa zaidi ambayo kwayo ni lazima nikawaokoe toka huko ninaelewa i feel for them i feel with them i know what they are going through ninahisi kwa ajili yao ninahisi pamoja nao ninajua kile wanachokipitia haleluya and i said na nikasema there was hence another prophecy also that said and the messiah will be a descendant of abraham uliosema kwamba na masihi atakuwa mzao wa abrahamu that the messiah will be a descendant of abraham ya kwamba masihi atakuwa mzao wa abrahamu that's why abraham received the blessing of god na ndio maana abrahamu alipokea baraka ya mungu and many times I've given you a deeper revelation. Na mara nyingi nimewapatieni ufunuo wa kilindini zaidi. The reason for which Melchizedek the king of righteousness paid him a visitation. Sababu ambayo kwayo Melchizedeki mfalme wa haki alimtembelea. You know much what church you know this thing. Ninyi ni kanisa komavu sasa mnajua mambo haya. Has been told in the church. Yamefundishwa right? katika kanisa hili. And we see the prophecy said. Na tunaona kwamba unabii ulisema In the book of Genesis chapter 12 verse 3 Katika kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa 12 mstari wa 3 And the fulfillment of that prophecy I'm going to say Na kutimizwa kwa unabii huo ninaenda kusema Genesis 12:3 Mwanzo mlango wa 12 mstari wa 3 This is what he says in NIV Hivi ndivyo anavyosema katika tafsiri ya NIV I will bless those who bless you. Nitawabariki wale wanaokubariki. And whoever curses you, I will curse. Yeyote akulaanie nitamlaani. Again, I will bless those who bless you. Na tena nitawabariki wale wanaokubariki. And whoever curses you, I will curse. Na yeyote akulaanie nitamlaani. And all peoples on the earth will be blessed. Na kupitia kwako mataifa yote ya duniani yatabarikiwa. Baraka ya Abrahamu. Baraka basi zilikuwa zipi? Makinika. Abraham your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Alimwambia kwamba Abrahamu wazao wako watakuwa wengi kama nyota angani. God's nomenclature is standard. Viwango ama vipimio vya Mungu ni vile vile. When he said oil that the wise virgins carry oil. Aliposema kwamba mafuta kwamba wanawali wenye busara walibeba mafuta. And they assess the kingdom of God, right? Na wanaingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. And then he sends the rider of the black horse You see what he's doing on the global markets right now, right? Nakisha anamtuma mpandafarasi wa farasi mweusi. Mnaona kile ambacho anafanya kwa uchumi za kidunia hivi sasa. And he says, "Hey, when you see oil and wine, 
safeguard it. Na nasema kwamba hey, ukiaona mafuta na divai yalinde. The definition, the bounds, the consignment on that oil is standard and same. Viwango, maelezo, maana na mipaka ya hayo mafuta ni ile ile na ni sawa. The Holy Spirit. Roho Mtakatifu. The same it is. Ndivyo ilivyo. With the stars. Na nyota. He said his descendants will be as numerous as the stars. Alisema kwamba wazao wake watakuwa wengi kama nyota. I'm trying to define the blessing he's talking about here. Ninajaribu kuelezea baraka anazonena juu yake hapa. That all the nations on the face of the earth will be blessed through you Abraham. Ya kwamba mataifa yote kwa uso wa dunia yatabarikiwa kupitia wewe Abrahamu. And yet he had pronounced to him that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars, right? Na ile hali alikuwa amemtangazia kwamba wazao wake watakuwa wengi kama nyota. But in Daniel chapter 12 verse 1 to 4. Lakini katika Danieli mlango wa 12 mstari wa kwanza hadi wane. He is talking about the rapture of the church. Ananena juu ya unyakuzi wa kanisa. And there by he says. Na mahali pale anasema. And those who will lead many into righteousness kwamba na wale watakaowaongoza wengi katika kutenda haki they will shine in the kingdom like the stars forever and ever watangaa katika ufalme kama nyota milele na milele so the standard of the definition the nomenclature is same kwa hivyo kiwango cha maelezo ama jina ni kile kile which means he says i will bless you and your sons through you the nations will access the kingdom of God. Kumaanisha kwamba alisema kwamba nitakubariki na wazao wako na kupitia wewe mataifa ya dunia yataingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. That blessing. Kwa hiyo baraka came through Isaac. You see that? Ilikuja kupitia Isaka. And that blessing is a spiritual blessing. Na baraka hiyo ni baraka ya kiroho. The only blessing that came through Abraham that can allow the church Baraka ya pekee iliyokuja kupitia Abrahamu inayoweza kuliruhusu kanisa the false humanity mwanadamu mwenye udanganyifu the decomposed humanity wanadamu waliooza the fallen man mwanadamu alianguka the apostate church kanisa lilioanguka toka kwa imani to access the kingdom of god kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu that blessing must be the gateway the link between here and heaven Hiyo baraka ni lazima iwe ni lango ama muunganisho kati ya hapa na mbinguni And that bridge we know is the Messiah Na hiyo daraja tujua kwamba ni masia Only through the Messiah Ni kupitia kwa masia peke yake You can call it the cross yes he brought the cross right Waweza kuita msalaba manake nam aliuleta msalaba So that's why the prophecy had pronounced hey through you all the nations will be blessed na ndio maana unabii ulikuwa umetangaza kwamba hey kupitia wewe mataifa yote ya dunia yatabarikiwa. And I see your descendants like the stars. Na ninawaona wazao wako kama nyota. Meaning I see them in heaven shining. You see that? Kumaanisha kwamba ninawaona mbinguni wakingaa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see them in heaven shining. Ninawaona mbinguni wakimetameta. Like stars. Kama nyota. How wonderful precious people. Yaajabu kiasi kipi watu wa dhamani. So we need to appreciate the Lord, right? There's every reason to say thank you, right? Na kwa hivyo tunapaswa kumshukuru Bwana. Kuna kila sababu ya kusema ni asante. The other thing I said. Jambo lingine nililosema. The prophecy 
well defined again another level ya kwamba unabiule ukiwa umeeleza wazi kabisa sasa kiwango kingine of his coming kuja kwake and he said and the messiah shall be a descendant of Isaac which we have just touched here na kasema kwamba na masia atakuwa mzao wa Isaka ambayo tumegusia hapa and the messiah shall come from Jacob from Israel na masia atakuja toka kwa Yakobo toka kwa Israeli that's why Israel always sits at the dead center of bible prophecy na ndio maana kila wakati Israeli imeketi katikati mwa unabii wa Biblia the house of Jacob. Nyumba ya Yakobo. And that's why when I was going around I said Lord, don't allow me speak to Israel. I don't want to see, you know. Na ndio maana nilipokuwa nikienda kote kote nilimwambia kwamba Bwana, usiniruhusu nikainenee Israeli, usiniruhusu niyaone. But when the fullness of time struck. Lakini sasa utimilifu wa wakati ulipogonga. He turned me to Israel and said now you can speak to her. Akanigeuza kwa Israeli, akaniambia kwamba sasa waweza kamnenea the apple of god's eye they have moved out of their home mboni ya jicho la mungu wametoka kwa nyumba zao they have put sofas at hurupak na wameweka sofa zao uhurupak they are going to walk and come back and they said this is egypt na wanaenda kazini kisha wanarejea pale pale wanasema kwamba hii ni misiri this is harir square hii ni taharir square mark the signs of the time okay zingatieni dalili za wakati so the messiah would come from Jacob. Kwa hivyo Masia atakuja toka kwa Yakobo. But there's another one I want to read about. Lakini kuna nyingine ninayotaka kusoma. Which said, and the Messiah shall come from Judah, from the tribe of Judah. Inayosema kwamba na Masia atakuja kutoka kwa kabila la Yuda. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord is good, right? Because he's making us understand the treasure of salvation. Bwana ni mwema. Manake anatufanya tukaweze kuelewa umuhimu, hazina ya wokovu. You see that? The derivative, how it was derived. Jinsi huo wokovu ulianzishwa, ulijengwa. The derivation up to the point where we reached. Ule wakati wa kuanzishwa kufikia mahali pale tulipofika. We have to look back to appreciate, right? Ni lazima turejelee nyuma ili kushukuru. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 49 kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa 49 I want to look at the prophecy that actually defined the anointing of his stripes of righteousness Hatimaye ningependa kuangazia unabii ambao kwa hakika ulielezea hatua zake kama uhaki Genesis 49 Kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa 49 Genesis 49 Kitabu cha mwanzo wa 49 The prophecies on our lord the messiah unabii juu ya bwana wetu masia how much ku kiasi gani genesis 49 verse 10 mwanzo 49 mstari wa 10 i'm going to read amplified then i'll read niv i'll begin with niv nitasoma katika tafsiri ya amplified kisha niv nitaanza na niv genesis 49 verse 10 it says mwanzo mlango wa 49 mstari wa 10 yanasema the scepter will not depart from judah Simbo ya ufalme haitaondoka kwa Yuda nor the ruler's staff wala fimbo ya mtawala from between his feet kati ya miguu yake until he comes to whom it belongs hadi aje yeye ambaye miliki ni yake and the obedience of the nations 
is his ambaye utii wa mataifa ni wake haleluya haleluya you saw him coming alimuona akija he said the road of leadership akasema kwamba fimbo ya uongozi will not depart from Judah haitaondoka kwa yuda until one that I have seen coming hadi yule niliyemwona anakuja atakapoichukua takes a hold of it atakapoichukua and then the obedience of the nations that all the nations will bow down unto him na kisha uti wa mataifa mataifa yote yatamwinamia hallelujah you see the prophecy muona unabii and he says the obedience of the nations na akasema kwamba uti wa mataifa which means the nations will bow before him kumaanisha kwamba mataifa yatamwinamia he shall hold the scepter atashika ile fimbo ya utawala Judah you will have it i see you having it akasema kwamba yuda utakuwa nayo ninakuona ukiwa nayo until he that comes lays a hand on it hadi yeye ajaye atakapoichukua and then all the nations will bow na kisha mataifa yote yatamwinamia and worship right na kumwabudu yeye Luke 3:33 Luka mlango wa 3 mstari wa 33 the sonship the genealogy of Jesus okay inanena juu ya ukoo wa Yesu he's talking about the genealogy of the messiah ananena juu ya ukoo wa masia and he say up to Judah na anasema hadi kwa yuda that was now the fulfillment of that prophecy hiyo sasa ilikuwa kutimiza and the tertiary level of the fulfillment of that prophecy you know when it's coming na kile kiwango kingine cha kutimizwa kwa unabii huo mwajua wakati itakapokuja because there are three levels remember when jeremiah maana kuna viwango vitatu kumbuka wakati yeremia when jeremiah spoke wakati yeremia alinena and said na kusema i see rachel wailing at rama ninamuona raheli akiomboleza rama refusing to be comforted akikataa kufarijiwa She saying leave me don't try to comfort me let my face be wet akisema niacheni msijaribu kunifariji wacha uso wangu ulowe machozi let me cry let me weep wacha nilie wacha nikalie machozi because his sons are no more my sons are no more Rachel is wailing for her children manake wanangu hawapo tena watoto wangu hawako tena raheli alikuwa anawaombolezea watoto wake the sons of israel wana wa israeli Israel had not perceived the depth and the gravity of that prophecy. Israeli hawakuwa wameelewa undani na kilindi cha unabii huo. Because the first level of the fulfillment of that word. Manake kiwango cha kwanza cha kutimizwa kwa neno hilo. Was indeed when the tempest came from the north. Ni ule wakati ambapo ghasia zilikuja toka kaskazini. The Babylonian conquest came. Kule kuvamiwa na wababilonia. And they demolished the temple of God and desolation consumed the land na wakaibomoa hekalu ya bwana kwevo kukakuwepo na ukiwa ukiteketeza inchi so there was nobody to worship the lord kwevo hapakuwa na yeyote wa kumwabudu bwana that's why it was desolate nobody the sons went they went away na ndio maana ilikuwa ukiwa hapakuwa na mtu yeyote wana walienda walichukuliwa in fact you know this too well i've said it repeatedly again and again na mnajua hii vizuri kabisa nimeisema na kuirudia mara kwa mara that they were all gathered at rama kwamba wote walikuwa wamekusanyika rama 
and were chained and those days used to have a long big chain like this na walikuwa wamefungwa nyororo siku zile kulikuwaepo na mnyororo mmoja mrefu hivyo a long chain horizontal chain mnyororo mrefu kabisa and you were tied on it either it's a piece of wood and chained on it or a long chain itself na ungefungwa hapo labda wangechukua mbao alafu wakufunge na huo mnyororo ama mnyororo peke yake and you are tied na unafungwa you are all chained on that chain nyote mnafungwa katika huo mnyororo so they walked on that chain na kwa hivyo walitembea wakiwa katika nyororo hiyo so they were gathered as they were being chained with the shackles of slavery at rama na kwa hivyo walikusanyika walipokuwa wakifungwa na nyororo za utumwa pale rama and you are familiar with when i said that nebuzaradan the commander of the babylonian army was walking by checking you know you have to check on the slaves na mnajua niliposema ya kwamba nebuzaradan amrijeshi wa jeshi la kikalidayo alipokuwa kitembea pale na kuwachunguza wale watumwa unajua ni lazima ukawachunguze ukawakague wale watumwa you have to know which of them who of them is not able to make it in this long journey ni lazima ukapate kujua ni nani miongoni mwao hawezi kufaulu katika hii safari ndefu My die and you might just release right there. Anaweza kufa na labda itabidi umwachilie papo hapo. You have to check on the strong one so you can call your commander right a letter with some messengers running. Ni lazima ukakague kujua yule mwenye nguvu ili kwamba unaweza kaandika barua na kumtuma na mjumbe akikimbia. Tell them we have a hundred strong. Na kumwambia mwambie komanda tuna moja wenye nguvu. We have only 25 who are strong. The rest are still young. They will grow and they will be strong also. Tuna 25 pekee walio na nguvu. Wengine bado ni wachanga lakini watakuwa na wao pia watakuwa na nguvu. When the commander Nebuzaradan wakati yule commander Nebuzaradan was walking to check on them. Alipokuwa akitembea tembea na kuwakagua. Then you are familiar with the fact that he told them, eh? Are you the people who refuse to listen to the Lord? Remember that. Munajua ya kwamba aliwaambia ya kwamba hey, si ninyi ndio watu mliokataa kumsikiliza Bwana. And that is very consistent with when the Bible says and he raised Nebuchadnezzar his servant. Na hiyo inaambatana sana na vile Biblia inavyosema ya kwamba akamuinua Nebuchadnezzar mtumishi wake. The Lord calls Nebuchadnezzar his servant. Bwana anamuita Nebuchadnezzar mtumishi wake. The one that comes to destroy the temple. Yeye anayekuja kuliharibu hekalu. The house of worship, be careful the Lord. Nyumba ya ibada, makinikeni na Bwana. And then he meets Jeremiah chained also. And then he says, "Hey Jeremiah, what are you doing here?" Na kisha anakutana na Yeremia pia amefungwa nyororo. Anamuuliza kwamba Yeremia unafanya nini hapa? Are these not the people who refuse to listen to you? Si hawa ndio wale watu waliokataa kukusikiliza. So the Babylonians were aware of what Jeremiah was saying on the other side. Na kwa hivyo wakaldayo walikuwa wanajua kile ambacho Yeremia alikuwa anasema upande ule mwingine. They said, "Oh, let us run and fulfill that word." Na wakasema wacha tukakimbie tukatimize neno hilo. You understand? We have heard it say that we are going to attack them and conquer. Tumesikia ikisemwa ya kwamba tunaenda kuwavamia na kuwashinda. Let us run and fulfill it. Wacha tukakimbie tukaitimize. So that happened. So there was desolation in the land. Kwa hivyo hiyo ikatendeka na kwa hivyo kukakuwepo na ukiwa kwenye nchi. Nobody contested, nobody antagonized Jeremiah's word anymore because Jeremiah was released and he was told now you go. Hakuna mtu aliyepinga. Hakuna aliyekuwa kinyume na neno la Yeremia tena. Manake Yeremia aliachiliwa akaambiwa kwamba wewe nenda. The governor we put so and so governor 
atakupikia ugali utakula hapo pole pole nenda kwa governor tumemweka fulani wa fulani pale atakutengenezea chakula you know the story so he was given a small place to stay kuvakapewa mahali pa kukaa but now the issue is this lakini sasa swala ni hili the second level of that prophecy kiwango cha pili cha unabii huo you find it in the new testament unaipata katika agano jipya when the king is killing the sons wakati mfalme anawaua watoto wa kiume trying to find the lord jesus and kill akijaribu kumtafuta bwana yesu kristo kumuua the massacre mauaji then jesus is taken by joseph in a dream the lord told him run to egypt na kisha yesu anachukuliwa na yusufu manake katika ndoto bwana alimwambia kwamba torokea misri oh do you know how the lord speaks je unajua jinsi bwana honena i can share this right naweza kashiriki haya because what you see in the dream manake kile unachoona kwenye ndoto You see you are panicking you are taking the baby Let's go. you see yourself running running crossing the border you are entering you are going until unajiona kwa haraka ukihema unachukua mtoto unakimbia unavuka mipaka unakimbia ukienda then when you wake up say oh the lord has told me run with the baby i can share this okay. na kisha ukiamka unasema kwamba bwana ameniambia nikakimbie na mtoto when the lord jesus baby jesus is taken into egypt that prophecy is fulfilled again wakati mtoto Yesu anapelekwa Misri unabii huo unatimizwa tena and he said to fulfill his word that said look my sons are no more na nikutimiza neno lake lililosema kwamba wanangu hawapo tena the lord jesus the baby is now in egypt mtoto Yesu sasa yuko Misri the third one is here now the third level kiwango cha tatu kiko hapa sasa right now hivi sasa The church of Christ has fallen again. Kanisa la Kristo limeanguka tena. She has absconded duty again. Limeacha kazi yake tena. My sons are no more. No one is left to pitch my tents. Wanangu hawapo tena. Hakuna yeyote aliyeachwa kujenga hema langu. It's happening right now in the church. Inatendeka hivi sasa kanisani. That's the tertiary level. Hicho ni kiwango kingine. You see that? Are you hearing me? the third level kiwango cha tatu i'm just telling you be careful with the words of the prophet of the lord you're in a prophetic ministry so you'd rather get this you know ninawajulisheni kwamba muwe makini na maneno ya nabii wa Mungu muko katika huduma ya kinabii kwa hivyo ni lazima mkapate haya that's the third level hicho ni kiwango cha tatu because now you are looking for people that can pitch for the lord his tent maana sasa unawatafuta watu wanaoweza kumuinulia bwana hema lake what does it mean to pitch for the lord his tent inamaanisha nini kumjengea bwana hema lake meaning a holy tabernacle is not there kumaanisha kwamba maskani takatifu hayapo tena they are building things what small tenders small stores as a business enterprise ugali and rent wanajenga vijengo vidogo vidogo maduka madogo madogo kama ya biashara ya ugali na rent they have turned church into small business they say these days if you don't find a job open a church wamebadilisha kanisa kuwa biashara ndogo wanasema kwamba siku hizi usipopata kazi fungua kanisa but i'm talking about pinching the tent of the lord lakini ninanena juu ya kuinua hekalu la bwana That is a holy tabernacle of the Holy Spirit especially at this hour. Hayo ni maskani takatifu ya Roho Mtakatifu hasa katika saa hii. The sons are no more again. Wana hawapo tena. They're not there. Hawako tena. There's desolation in the church. Kuna ukiwa kanisani. 
So the issue is Kwa ni hili There is desolation in the house Kuna ukiwa katika nyumba ya Mungu Rachel is wailing again Raheli analia mara tena And she's refusing to be comforted. Don't comfort me. Let my face be wet. Na anakataa kufarijiwa. Anasema kwamba msinifariji. Wacha uso wangu ukajawe na machozi. Let my tears go down. I want to wail until my face is totally wet. Wacha machozi yangu yakatiririke. Ninataka kulia machozi hadi uso wangu ukalowe kabisa. Because my sons are no more. No one is left to pitch my tent. Manake wanangu hawapo tena. Hakuna yeyote aliyebakia kujenga hema langu. The fourth level is coming. Kiwango cha nne kinakuja. Right now we are worshiping. Hivi sasa tunaabudu. We are worshiping here the holy church, the oil, the holy spirit church, you know. Tunaabudu hapa kanisa la Roho Mtakatifu, kanisa la mafuta. But at rapture the church will be taken away and you are the vessel of the holy spirit lakini wakati wa unyakuzi kanisa litachukuliwa nanyi ndio chombo cha roho mtakatifu when you are taken away the holy spirit is taken away mnapochukuliwa roho mtakatifu pia amechukuliwa there will be the abomination of the desolation in the house kutakuwepo na chukizo la ukiwa kwenye nyumba ya bwana then Rachel will wail again kisha raheli ataomboleza tena Did you understand? Jamlielewa. The fourth level to be fulfilled. Kiwango cha nne bado hakijatimizwa. Right? The Messiah would come from Judah, right? Masia atakuja toka kwa Yuda. From Jesse. Atatoka kwa Jesse. From David. Toka kwa Daudi. Would be a shepherd. Atakuwa mchungaji. I'm just mentioning those prophecies. Ninataja taja tu huo unabii. He would be a shepherd. Atakuwa mchungaji. He would come from Jesse. Atakuja toka kwa Yesse. He would come from David. Atakuja toka kwa Daudi. A beautiful one says, and the Messiah when they saw him coming with his sights. Na yakupendeza zaidi nasema kwamba walipomwona Masia akija, akija na hatua zake. The stripes of his benchmark of righteousness. They said, look, hey, I have seen him akija na hatua zake za kiwango cha uhaki walisema kwamba hey nimemuona with the shepherd's rod he would be a shepherd nimemuona na fimbo ya mchungaji atakuwa mchungaji you know the shepherd's rod mwejua fimbo ya mchungaji he would be a shepherd atakuwa mchungaji the book of ezekiel somebody kitabu cha ezekiel mtu ezekiel 37 ezekiel mlango wa 37 haleluya haleluya One of the prophecies said the Messiah would be a shepherd. Moja wapo ya unabii ulisema kwamba Masia atakuwa mchungaji. I am actually talking about your lineage if you understood me right. Na kama ulinielewa vizuri ninanena juu ya ukoo wenu. You really understood the underpinnings of this, right? Ikiwa kwa kweli umeelewa ujumbe wa ndani wa haya. 37 verse 24. Ezekiel 37 mstari wa 24. And he says, and David my servant shall be king over them Anasema kwamba mtumishi wangu Daudi atakuwa mfalme juu yao Haleluya Haleluya And they all shall have one shepherd Nao wote watakuwa na mchungaji mmoja <laughs> Capital S in the amplified They shall also walk in my ordinances Capital M my ordinances and heed my statutes and do them watafuata sheria zangu 
na kuzishika amri zangu kwa uangalifu na kuzitenda That is the prophecy that foretold his shepherdhood Huo ndio unabii uliotabiri uchungaji wake Haleluya Haleluya There is also another prophecy that says and the Messiah shall be a prophet Kuna unabii mwingine uliosema ya kwamba na masihi atakuwa nabii So you can imagine he wore many crowns kwa kuwazia alivalia taji nyingi. He came in many offices. Alikuja katika afisi nyingi. He shared the priestly office, the kingly office, the prophet's office. Alikuwa na afisi ya kikohani, afisi ya kifalme, afisi ya kinabii. Many offices. He is worthy of those offices. Afisi nyingi zaidi na anastahili afisi hizo. Very worthy is the word. Kustahili kabisa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 2 verse 6 in finishing with that prophecy. Matayo mlango wa pili mstari wa sita katika kumalizia unabii huo. Matthew 2:6. Matayo mlango wa pili mstari wa sita. This is what he says. Anasema hivi. He says, "But you Bethlehem." Anasema kwamba nawe Bethlehemu in the land of Judah katika inchi ya Yuda are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Wewe si mdogo miongoni mwa watawala wa Yuda. But you Bethlehem. Lakini ewe Bethlehemu. In the land of Judah. Katika inchi ya Yuda. Are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Wewe si mdogo miongoni mwa watawala wa Yuda. And he said, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel na anasema kwa maana kutoka kwako atakuja mtawala atakayekuwa mchungaji wa watu wangu Israeli Did you understand the fulfillment of that Jemu lielewa kutimizwa kwa hayo Bethlehem Bethlehem afrata abait sheli bait is home abait sheli bait ni nyumbani Bethlehem the home of the nations Lahem. Shalom Malehe. Shalom Lahem. Bethlehem ni nyumbani kwa mataifa. The prophets of the Lord, manabii wa Bwana, also saw, they foresaw and foretold and forewarned. Pia waliona mapema na wakatabiri na kuonya mapema. When they said that the Messiah, waliposema ya kwamba Masia would sit on the throne of David his father ataketi kwenye kiti cha enzi cha Daudi baba yake on the throne of David let's look at that prophet kwenye kiti cha Daudi wacha tuangalie unabii huo okay turn with me right away to the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 nenda pamoja nami katika kitabu cha Isaya mlango wa 9 mstari wa 7 Isaiah 9:7 precious people Isaya mlango wa 9 mstari wa 7 watu wa damani Isaiah 9:7 Isaya mlango wa 9 mstari wa 7 of the increase of his government kuongezeka kwa utawala wake and peace na amani there will be no end hakutakuwa na mwisho <laughs> i like that ninapenda hiyo because kwa sababu he included peace alihusisha amani which means eternal peace kumaanisha kwamba amani ya milele I know the way mankind loves peace. You see that? Najua jinsi mwanadamu anaipenda amani. 
of the increase of his authority of his government kuongezeka kwa mamlaka yake utawala wake of the increase of his government and peace kuongezeka kwa utawala wake na amani there will be no end no boundary no limit hakutakuwa na mwisho hakutakuwa na mipaka hakutakuwa na kizuizi you limit yourselves there no way for him there will be no end Munajizuia hapa mnajiwekea mipaka kwake yeye hapata kuwa na mwisho through the increase are you understanding what i'm saying kwa kuongezeka je mnaelewa ninachosema increase i'm not saying the definite the defined kwa kuongezeka kwake sisemi ya kwamba ile halisia he said of the increase of his government anasema kwamba na kuongezeka kwa utawala wake and peace na amani increase he talks about after he has defined that this is now my zone my domain kuongezeka yani anasema baada ya kujua ya kwamba hii ndio mipaka yangu now beginning the increase now sasa kuanza kuongezeka kwake of the increase kuongezeka kwake of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end kuongezeka kwa utawala wake na amani hakutakuwa na mwisho He will reign on David's throne atatawala katika kiti cha enzi cha Daudi and over his kingdom na juu ya ufalme wake and establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness akiudhibitisha na kuutegemeza kwa haki na kwa adili from that time on forever tangu wakati huo na hata milele the zeal of the lord almighty will accomplish this for him wivu wa bwana mwenye nguvu utamtimizia haya did you understand that jemlielewa hiyo he would sit on the throne of david atakaa kwenye kiti cha enzi cha daudi and celebrate the reign of righteousness na kusherekea utawala wa uhaki and justice na adili you see that So this is big. This was the fulfillment now of that prophecy. We've seen the first time, first one when he came, you know. We've seen now he's coming back as crowned. We see when he comes again, you know, in Jerusalem. So all these are multi-tire. You see that? Na tunaona tena atakapokuja kule Yerusalemu. Kwa hivyo hii yote ina mitazamo mbalimbali. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to finish the last one now. Ningependa kumalizia na ya mwisho hapa. The Messiah, Masia would be the anointed one. Atakuwa mpakwa mafuta. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the last one. Hiyo ni ya mwisho. He would be the anointed one of God. Atakuwa mpakwa mafuta wa Mungu. In other words, I put it this prophecy I'm talking about now it said Kwa maneno mengine unabii huu ninaonena juu yake ulisema that the Messiah would be eternally anointed. Ya kwamba masihi atapakwa mafuta milele. Eternally. Milele. So there's no end to his anointing. Kwa hivyo hakuna mwisho kwa upako wake. The Messiah would be the carrier of an eternal anointing of God. Masia atakuwa mbebaji wa upako wa milele wa Mungu. Is that beautiful that we serve a God with an eternal anointing? Si hiyo ni ya kupendeza ya kwamba tuamtumikie Mungu aliye na upako wa milele. It will never drain off. Hautawahi kuisha. 
it will always be there with us. Kila mara utakuwepo pamoja nasi. And for us. Na kwa ajili yetu. You see that? So when we are there, you will not come and say, "Oh, today we are going to run into trouble." No. Kwa hivyo tutakapokuwa pale, hatakuja na kusema kwamba leo tunaingia taabani. Instead, there will be increase of that anointing. Badala yake kutakuwepo na kuongezeka kwa upako huo. So turn with me very fast. Kwa nenda pamoja nami kwa haraka sana. To Psalm the book of Psalm 45. Kwa kitabu cha Zaburi 45. Psalm 45. That's what I meant that I wanted to look at the stripes. Hiyo ndiyo niliyomaanisha niliposema kwamba ninataka kuziona tabia. In fact the stripe of his anointing it was righteousness, right? Tabia ama asili ya upako wake ilikuwa uhaki. The issue is swala ni hili the stripes of his anointing tabia za upako wake i want to see the stripes that defined the eternity of his anointing and kingdom ninataka kuona zile tabia ama hatua zilizoelezea umilele wa upako wake na ufalme wake because they said there of his kingdom will be eternal maana walisema kwamba ufalme wake utakuwa wa milele his anointing will be eternal upako wake utakuwa wa milele But the prophets had seen the stripes. Lakini manabii walikuwa wameona hizo hatua. Of his coming. Za kuja kwake. So I wanted to see the stripes of this anointing. Na kwa hivyo nilitaka nikazione tabia za upako huu. That actually denote the eternity of his kingdom. Ambazo kwa hakika zinaashiria umilele wa ufalme wake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the king of eternity. Kama mfalme wa umilele. Psalm 45 verses 6 Zaburi 45 mstari wa 6 Let me first read for you so you may understand the horsemen Yes if I can read a little bit more and then I come to verse 6 and 7 Wacha nikasome kiasi kidogo zaidi ili kwamba mkaelewe juu ya mpanda farasi kisha nije katika mstari wa 6 na wa 7 Psalm 45 I'm reading from verse 3 Zaburi 45 nasoma kuanzia mstari wa 3 God your sword upon your side O mighty one Jifunge upanga wako pajani mwako e mwenye nguvu. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. Jivike fahari na utukufu. In your majesty. Katika fahari yako. Again in your majesty ride forth victoriously in behalf of truth. Katika fahari yako songa mbele kwa ushindi kwa ajili ya kweli. Humility and righteousness. Unyenyekevu na haki. Let your right hand display awesome deeds. Mkono wako wa kuume na uonyeshe matendo ya kutisha. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Mishale yako mikali na ichome mioyo ya adui za mfalme. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. Mataifa na yaanguke chini ya nyayo zako. Okay, I'm just explaining to you just a little glimpse on the synonym Ninawafunulieni na kuwaeleza kidogo tu juu ya kufanana You remember he comes out as a rider bent on conquest Kumbuka anapotoka kama mshindi anayeshinda ili apate kushinda A conqueror bent on conquest So you understood Mshindi anayeshinda ili kwamba akapate kushinda But this is talking about the Messiah though Lakini hii hapa sasa inanena juu ya Masia You understand So you can see the parallel Kwa hivyo unaweza kuona ule usawa You see when the horsemen come out, you know? Wakati yule mpanda farasi anatoka. The one that the Lord showed me a few days ago with a lot of bees cover millions of bees cover the whole of his head 
up to the shoulder yule ambaye bwana alinionyesha akiwa na mamilioni ya nyuki wamefunika uso wake wote hadi mabegani before i went to sleep i was kneeling down by the bedside and praying and i saw live vision i saw his garments kabla nikalale nilikuwa nimepiga magoti ninaomba na nikaona maono ya moja kwa moja nilipoyaona mavazi yake i could see his garments ningeweza kuona nguo zake but now in the night the lord showed me he appeared now in the sky and spoke with me about the destruction of the financial institutions lakini sasa usiku akanionekania katika ndoto na kunena pamoja nami akiwa angani juu ya kuharibiwa kwa taasisi za kifedha the stinging economic pang you see that that are coming but what a tremendous sight maumivu ya uchungu ya kiuchumi yanayokuja lakini ni picha kuu ajabu kiasi kipi covered with bees akiwa amefunikwa na nyuki flowing down his beard hadi chini kwenye ndevu zake what a tremendous sight what a shocking outrageous sight right ni picha ya kushangaza kiasi kipi picha ya kushtua kweli kweli that is the rider of the black horse huyo ni mpanafarasi wa farasi mweusi okay now let us get to the prophecy that said the messiah would be the bearer of the eternal anointing of god basi twende katika unabii uliosema ya kwamba masihi atakuwa mbebaji wa upako wa milele wa Mungu. Psalm 45 verse 6 and 7 he says. Zaburi 45 mstari wa 6 hadi wa 7 anasema Your throne O God will last forever and ever. E Mungu kiti chako cha enzi kitadumu milele na milele. The scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. Fimbo ya utawala wa haki itakuwa fimbo ya utawala wa ufalme wako. You love righteousness. Unaipenda haki and hate wickedness. Na kuchukia uovu. Therefore God, your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Kwa hiyo Mungu, Mungu wako amekuweka juu ya rafiki zako kwa kukupaka mafuta ya furaha. Hallelujah. Let me explain this to you precious people. Wacha niwaelezeni haya watu wa dhamani. Why is it that he says that those of you that will enter the eternal kingdom of God? Kwa nini anasema ya kwamba wale kati yenu mtakaoingia katika ufalme wa Mungu? You live forever and ever. Why? Mutaishi milele na milele. Kwa nini? What is the requirement? What is the prerequisite for you to be able to live eternally? Hitaji nilipi kwenu ninyi kuweza kuishi milele na milele? It is righteousness. Ni haki. Now I see here. Sasa ninaona hapa. When he said and your kingdom shall be with no end, eternal. Anaposema kwamba na ufalme wako hautakuwa na mwisho, utakuwa wa milele. Then I see that the driving force that thrusts the momentum kisha ninaona ya kwamba nguvu za kimsingi zinazoendeleza hiyo kasi the eternal momentum upon that kingdom is righteousness kasi ya milele juu ya ufalme huo ni uhaki because only righteousness lasts forever maana ni haki pekee inayodumu milele and that's why he says blessed are you that will invest in righteousness at this time ndio maana anasema kwamba wamebarikiwa wale watakaowekeza katika uhaki katika sahi because then eternity is yours 
maana sasa umilele ni wako because when all the gold and the silver and the diamond have crashed in this financial market maana wakati dhahabu yote na fedha zote na almasi yote zimeporomoka katika soko za fedha you that invested in righteousness ninyi mliowekeza katika uhaki the value of your stocks are just soaring zamani za hisa zenu zinaongezeka zinapaa hallelujah hallelujah for you the worth of your treasures that you kept your stocks treasures kwenu ninyi dhamani ya hazina zenu mlizoziweka yani hisa zenu your banking stocks reserves will increase eternally hazina zenu mlizowekeza zitaongezeka milele because of righteousness kwa sababu ya uhaki nothing else hakuna kingine chochote even him he has subjected us to the same benchmark hata yeye ametuweka katika kiwango kile kile same yardstick of righteousness kipimio kile kile cha uhaki he is not unfair yeye si asiye na haki even him that is the same yardstick that propels his kingdom to eternity hata yeye pia hicho ndicho kile kile kipimio kinachoendeleza ufalme wake hadi kwa umilele How about the anointing? How about the anointing? Naje upako. His anointing is eternal. Upako wake ni wa milele. The prophecy said and the Messiah shall be the bearer of an eternal anointing of God. Unabii ulisema kwamba na masihi atakuwa mubebaji wa upako wa milele wa Mungu. Why? Kwa nini? Because the Messiah will be the king of righteousness. Ni kwa sababu masihi atakuwa mfalme wa haki. You really understood this. So then if we have realized this. Na kwa hivyo ikiwa tumetambua haya, then let us stick to righteousness, right? Basi wacha tukashikilie uhaki. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything else then. Sitaki kusikia kitu kingine chochote. Because the treasure embedded in righteousness cannot be defined by pen and paper. Kwa sababu hazina iliyowekwa katika haki haiwezi kuelezeka kwa kalamu na karatasi. Cannot be spoken in words. Haiwezi kunenwa kwa maneno. We will never fathom that in this lifetime. Hatutawahi kuelewa hiyo katika haya maisha. How is it that when you bear, when you wear one element, one standard? Yawezekanaje ya kwamba unapovalia kiwango kimoja, unapovalia tabia moja? one attribute of god called righteousness tabia moja tu ya mungu inayoitwa haki then now you transform from the mere perishable mere mortal to eternal basi sasa unabadilishwa kutoka kwa hivi vinavyoharibika hivi vya kufa na kufanyika wa milele an eternal being of god unafanyika kiumbe cha milele cha mungu that means we may never understood the workings of righteousness upon humanity hiyo inamaanisha kwamba yawezekana tusiwahi kuelewa kazi ya uhaki katika mwanadamu. We cannot come out with a mechanistic mechanism that will be able to derive that after point B righteousness converts this to this. Hatuwezi kuibuka na mtindo fulani wa kusema kwamba baada ya plan B uhaki utabadilisha hii iwe hii. One thing that I know he says there you hate wickedness. Kitu moja ninachojua ni kwamba anasema kwamba unachukia uovu. Did you understand that? Jem naelewa hiyo. And love righteousness. Na kupenda haki. That means when you uphold righteousness. Hiyo inamaanisha kwamba unaposhikilia haki. It is just obvious, just automatic, it's just natural that you should hate 
wickedness ni dhahiri ni wazi ya kwamba sasa utachukia uovu in fact in any way na hata hivyo katika njia yoyote ile the love of righteousness translates equals to hating wickedness kupenda haki inamaanisha kuchukia uovu hating evil kuchukia uovu Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Lord is saying one thing if you understood him right. Na kwa hiyo Bwana anasema jambo moja ikiwa umemwelewa vizuri. He saying anasema that righteousness is for the kingdom of God. Ya kwamba uhaki kwa ufalme wa Mungu. That's all he's saying. Hicho ndicho anachosema. But listen, but the salvation that you received, the salvation at the cross. Lakini wokovu mlioupokea pale msalabani was a salvation based on the foundation of righteousness. Ulikuwa uokovu uliowekwa juu ya msingi wa haki. In fact if you look at the cross itself, the cross is an act of righteousness. Na hakika ni kwamba ukiutazama ule msalaba, ule msalaba ni tendo la uhaki. Because there had to be judgment to sin that had happened. Maana ilikuwa lazima kuwepo na hukumu kwa dhambi iliyokuwa imetendeka. So righteousness had to be done right. Kwa hivyo haki ilikuwa itendeke itekelezwe. You see that? And so the cross actually embed talks about the foundation of righteousness you see that na kwa hivyo msalaba kwa kweli unanena juu ya msingi wa haki now if the salvation you receive actually is defined within the bounds of righteousness did you understand that sasa ikiwa wokovu mlioupokea unaelezwa katika mipaka ya haki within the dimensions of righteousness alone katika vipimio vya uhaki peke yake does your salvation get defined hivyo ndivyo wokovu wako unaelezeka then that means your salvation is not for wickedness hiyo inamaanisha kwamba basi wokovu wako si wa uovu no you cannot spill out and use it for wickedness hauwezi kuumwaga na kuutumia kwa uovu you see the standard the lord is raising here je unaona kiwango kile ambacho bwana anainua hapa He's saying from today on you would rather know if you do not know that you are totally purchased bought out for righteousness. Anasema kwamba kuanzia leo ni lazima ujue vizuri kabisa ikiwa haukujua ya kwamba umenunuliwa kikamilifu kwa ajili ya uhaki. So you cannot live for another. Kwa hivyo hauwezi kuishi kwa ajili ya kingine chochote. God is saying I am a jealous God. Mungu anasema kwamba mimi ni Mungu mwenye wivu. In other words, I'm trying to translate the different forms of what he's saying. Kwa maneno mengine, ninajaribu kutafsiri namna mbalimbali ya kile alichosema. I am a jealous God. Mimi ni Mungu mwenye wivu. And I will not let you, he says. I will not allow you. Na anasema sitakuruhusu. That now you want to walk on righteousness here and then one leg on wickedness. Ya kwamba unataka kutembea katika haki hapa, alafu mgumu mwingine mmoja katika uovu. Then he says, you are lukewarm. You are confusing to me. Basi anasema kwamba wewe ni vuguvugu, wewe ni wakunichanganya. You are neither hot nor cold. Wewe si baridi wala moto. I'll spew you, I'll spit you, I'll puke you. Nitakutema, nitakutapika. Now you understand it. Sasa mnaielewa? So which means we need to bear one thing in mind. Hii ni mashakombe tunapaswa kuzingatia jambo moja. That the visitation of God that we are celebrating today. Kwamba mtembeleo wa Bwana tunaosherekea leo. As we do that. Tunapofanya hivyo. We need to understand that essentially we are celebrating the righteousness of God. Tunapaswa kuelewa ya kwamba kimsingi tunasherekea haki ya Mungu. You see that? So make sure we get this right. It's not for evil. Kwa hakikisha kwamba tutaipata hii vizuri si kwa ajili ya uovu. It's only for righteousness. Lakini ni kwa ajili ya haki peke yake. We are celebrating the replenishing of our understanding on the righteous requirements of God. Tunasherehekea kuhuishwa kwa ufahamu wetu 
juu ya mahitaji ya haki ya Mungu. It has happened here for years, right? Imetendeka hapa kwa miaka. The Lord has sent me across your villages, your backyards. Bwana amenituma kote kote kwenye vijiji vyenu, kwenye nyua zenu. To shout righteousness. Nikatangaze haki. The return to righteousness. Kurudia haki. Please return to righteousness. Tafadhali rudini katika haki. Without righteousness you will not enter. Bila ya haki hamtaingia. Please uphold righteousness. Embrace righteousness. Tafadhali shikilieni haki, kumbatieni haki. I have sung righteousness in all the corners of this country. Nimeimba haki katika pembe zote za taifa hili. Singing righteousness, the importance of righteousness. Nikiimba haki, umuhimu wa haki. The centrality of righteousness. Ukatikati wa haki in your life. Katika maisha yako. In your redemption. Katika ukombozi wako. Salvation eternity wokovu umilele everything kila kitu service to the lord ibada mautumishi kwa mungu priesthood ukuhani you see that only righteousness lasts forever ni haki pekee inayodumu milele so please hold it kwa hivyo tafadhali ishikilieni if i understand this right ikiwa naelewa hii vizuri if i said we cannot even comprehend the value of righteousness Nilisema ya kwamba hatuwezi hata kuelewa dhamani ya haki. Hauwezi kusema kwamba kwa kiwango hiki ninaweza kuuza ama kununua haki. Hiyo inamaanisha kwamba haki si ya ulimwengu huu wa kuharibika. So righteousness comes as a result of the grace Kwevo, haki inakuja kama matokeo ya neema. Hatuwezi kuinunua. It had to be given by grace, you see that? Ilibidi ikapeanwe kwa neema. And if you receive it by grace, na ikiwa mtaipokea kwa neema, then you do what? Treasure it. Basi mtaidhamini. don't lose it. Kwa maneno mengine msiipoteze. Did you understand me? Because you put all the gold of the earth together on one side of the scale ni kwa sababu ikiwa utaweka dhahabu yote ya duniani katika upande mmoja wa mizani and you put the righteousness of the lord here itarusha huko sio na kisha uweke uhaki wa Mungu upande huu mwingine itaitupa huko mbali juu it will throw, it will, we cannot have enough to purchase it hatuwezi kuwa na ya kutosha ya kuinunua we don't have the capacity to buy righteousness hata hatuna uwezo wa kununua haki so which means if something is that scarce kumashokoba ikiwa kitu ni haba kiasi hicho if something is that rare ikiwa kitu ni adimu kiasi hicho and yet treasured na ile hali kinadhaminiwa then you keep it you guard it basi unakiweka unakilinda jealously kwa wivu so as we celebrate today what the lord has been doing in this land and yet to do in the other places where we'll be going na kwa hivyo tunaposherekea leo kile ambacho bwana amekuwa akitenda katika taifa hili na pia kile atakachofanya kwa eneo mengine tunakoenda and also the opening of the nations na pia hata kufunguliwa kwa mataifa essentially let us remember that this is based on righteousness we are actually acknowledging god that look you are righteous kimsingi wacha tukaelewa ya kwamba hii imetiwa msingi kwa uhaki Kimsingi tunamtambua Mungu kwa kusema kwamba wewe ni mwenye haki. You have grafted us into your righteousness. Umetuingiza katika uhaki wako. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is now the next notch. Hiki sasa ni kile kiwango kingine. Of the Christian salvation. Cha wokovu wa Mkristo. May the Lord bless you. Bwana na awabariki. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are somewhere today. Ikiwa uko mahali fulani siku ya leo. 
and you have realized that you've fallen short of the glory of the Lord na umetambua ya kwamba umepungukiwa na utukufu wa Bwana of the holiness of the Lord na utakatifu wa Bwana and of the ways of the Lord na njia za Bwana and now you want to receive him as lord and savior na sasa unataka kumpokea kama bwana na mwokozi please repeat this prayer with me tafadhali rudia ombi hili pamoja nami say precious jesus sema yesu wa dhamani i repent of all my sins ninazitubu dhambi zangu zote and i open my heart to you jesus na ninakufungulia moyo wangu yesu that you may fill me with the holy spirit ya kwamba unijaze na roho mtakatifu so that i may live ili nikaishi to please you kukupendeza mighty jesus yesu mkuu keep my name in the book of life weka jina langu katika kitabu cha uzima of the lamb of god cha mwanakondoo wa mungu and bring me into the rapture na unilete katika unyakuzi of the church wa kanisa in the name of jesus katika jina la yesu i have prayed nimeomba if you have said that prayer find a bible teaching church ikiwa umerudia ombi hilo tafuta kanisa linalofundisha biblia and prepare the way na uandae njia stay in repentance kaa katika toba make sure baptized hakikisha kwamba umebatizwa and walk in absolute holiness na utembee katika utakatifu kamilifu he is coming soon anakuja hivi karibuni prepare the way andaini njia isaiah 40 verse 3 isaya mlango wa 40 mstari wa 3 shalom amen Listen very carefully everybody. Sikiliza kwa umakinifu zaidi kila mmoja. Today I want to talk about something so critical in your life. Leo napenda ninene kuhusu jambo nyeti sana maishani mwenu. I want to talk about this dispensation. Ninataka ninene kuhusu majira haya. The dispensation of open heaven. Majira ya bingu zilizofunguka. The dispensation that the lord promised majira ambayo bwana aliahidia when our lord jesus left wakati bwana wetu yesu alipoondoka this is what he said hivi ndivyo alivyosema the book of acts kitabu cha matendo ya mitume chapter 1 mlango ni wa kwanza he said this alisema hivi verse 4 mstari wa 4 The book of Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Kitabu cha matendo ya mitume mlango wa kwanza mstari wa 4. I want to talk about the dispensation of open heaven. Nataka ninene kuhusu majira ya bingu zilizowazi. Why are people with HIV AIDS now being healed? Je, ni kwa nini watu walio na virusi vya ugonjwa wa ukimwi sasa wanaponywa? Why are many blind eyes open? Why are many deaf hearing now? Ni kwa nini wale walio viziwi wanasikia sasa? 
and many other afflictions healed na mateso mengi mengineyo yanaponywa why are the cancers disappearing from ni, the people's bodies ni kwa nini saratani sasa zinapotea kutoka kwa mili ya watu acts chapter 1 matendo ya mitume mlangoni wa kwanza passport mstari wa 4 on one occasion while he was eating with them wakati mmoja alipokuwa pamoja na wao he gave them this command aliwapa amri hii do not leave jerusalem msitoke humo yerusalemu but wait for the gift my father promised bali ingojeni ahadi ya baba which you have heard me speak about ambayo mmenisikia nikisema habari zake for john baptized with water kwa maana yohana aliwabatiza kwa maji but in a few days lakini baada ya siku hizi chache you will be baptized by the holy spirit mtabatizwa kwa roho mtakatifu but in a few days lakini katika siku hizi chache you will be baptized with the holy spirit mtabatizwa kwa roho mtakatifu and he said na anasema so when they met together hivyo mitume walipokuwa wamekusanyika pamoja they asked him wakamuuliza Yesu Lord are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Bwana, je, huu ndio wakati wa kuwarudishia Israeli ufalme? Seven, he said. Mstari wa saba akasema, It is not for you to know the time or the date the Father has set by his own authority. Si juu yenu kujua nyakati na majira ambayo baba ameyaweka katika mamlaka yake mwenyewe but you will receive power lakini mtapokea nguvu when the holy spirit comes on you akiisha kuwajilieni juu yenu roho mtakatifu and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem nanyi mtakuwa mashahidi wangu katika yerusalemu and in all judea na uyahudi kote kote and samaria na samaria and unto the ends of the earth na hadi miisho ya dunia listen precious people sikiliza watu wa zamani this was the promise at pentecost hii ndio ilikuwa ahadi katika pentecost it's a double tire promise nayo ni ahadi iliyo kuwili the lord knew bwana alijua that the human flesh ya kwamba mwili huu wa kibinadam the human being alijua mwanadamu the flesh mwili had its inherent weaknesses ilikuwa na ile ukosefu wa mapungufu wake and that jesus is righteous na kwamba yesu ni mwenye haki very holy mtakatifu sana very righteous mwenye haki sana and so na kwa hivyo if you were going to be witnesses unto the lord kama mlikuwa mnaenda kuwa mashahidi wa mungu then you needed help basi mlihitaji msaada you needed power mlihitaji nguvu that now you may be witness unto the righteousness of god ya kwamba sasa mufanyike mashuhuda katika haki ya bwana the gospel that jesus left injili ambayo yesu aliwacha After he died on the cross baada ya kufa msalabani and then he resurrected alafu akafufuka he gave us a gospel alitupatia injili that gospel hiyo injili is the gospel of the blood ni injili ya damu and the cross na msalaba 
It is the gospel of repentance. The gospel of the kingdom of God. How possible? You who live on the earth with the flesh which is weak the sinful desires of the flesh overloaded on your flesh. How possible then that you can stand up and be witness unto the Lord. And that's why he says, Do not leave Jerusalem until you have received the power of God from on high to help you so you can be witnesses not only in Jerusalem but also to Judea Samaria even unto the ends of the earth that you may be witnesses unto the Lord listen to me precious people this is where I want to begin tonight. That means that in your Christian walk the Holy Spirit is absolutely central. And when I speak about the dispensation of open heaven I am talking about the outflow outpour that the Lord promised would come to the church step by step you see that when the Holy Ghost came on them then in the book of Acts chapter 2 I want to walk there with you very carefully when the Holy Spirit came upon them let us just read one or two then he says verse 1 Acts chapter 2 when the day of Pentecost came they were all together in one place suddenly a sound like the blowing of violent wind I don't know how you read your Bible but for me the word violent would have caught my attention blowing like violent wind with massive force like coming to destroy violent wind look at what the violent wind did and he says blowing of the wind violent wind came from heaven 
mvumo mkubwa wa upepo uliotoka mbinguni and fill the whole house ukaijaza nyumba yote where they were sitting waliokuwa wameketi they saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire zikatokea ndimi kama za moto that separated and came to rest on each of them zilizogawanyika na kukaa juu ya kila mmoja wao all of them were filled with the holy spirit wote wakajazwa na roho mtakatifu and began to speak in other tongues wakaanza kunena kwa lugha nyingine as the holy spirit enabled them if i were you i would underline enabled kama roho alivyowajalia ningekuwa wewe ningepigilia neno hilo mstari alivyowajalia and he says na anasema now they were staying in jerusalem god fearing jews from every nation under the heaven basi walikuwepo yerusalemi wayahudi wanaomcha mungu kutoka kila taifa chini ya bingu when they heard this sound na walipoisikia sauti hii i like that when they heard this sound napenda hiyo walipoisikia sauti hii Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When they had this sound a crowd came together in bewilderment. Waliposikia sauti hii, umati wa watu ulikusanyika pamoja wakistaajabu. If I were you, kama ningekuwa wewe, this sound I would mark. Hii sauti ningeitia alama. In bewilderment I would mark. Na pia kustaajabu ningetia alama. And he's talking about the impact of the Holy Spirit in the church. And he saying, like violent wind he came. Which means to distort. To destroy. To reshuffle. Be constructed to change kubadilisha violent wind upepo wa fujo and then Halab- they began to speak halafu wakaanza kunena in other tongues katika lugha zingine but when the people who were living in jerusalem lakini wakati watu wale waliokuwa wanaishi jerusalemu i want you to see the present day church as i said ninataka wewe ulione kanisa la sasa hivi ninaponena But when the people heard lakini wakati watu waliposikia the sound sauti they came out walijitokeza wakaja in bewilderment katika kustaajabu which means that the lord promised kumaanisha kwamba wakati bwana alipoahidi that there would be a visitation ya kwamba kutakuwa na mtembeo even the non christian hata wale wasio wa kristo they would know wangejua that there has been a visitation here listen to me sikiliza in bewilderment katika kustaajabu i know i don't want to jump ahead of me najua sitaki kuenda mbele zangu but now lakini sasa we are also seeing the second visitation pia tunaona mtembeleo wa pili and in this visitation na katika huu mtembeleo you see now the holy spirit is healing his precious people unaona sasa roho mtakatifu anawaponya watu wake wa thamani massive deliverance ukombozi wa kiwango cha juu but i want you to understand one thing lakini nataka uelewe kitu kimoja that when the lord's holy spirit visits ya kwamba wakati roho mtakatifu wa bwana anapotembelea when the lord visits the church wakati bwana anapolitembelea kanisa even the non christians hata wale ambao si wa kristo are able to see 
see look look they have been visited wanaenda kusema tazama tazama wametembelewa and they gathered na wakakusanyika and they came to them na wakawaajilia and they listened na wakasikiliza they were shocked walishangazwa they were hearing them speaking in their own languages walikuwa wakiwasikia wakinena kwa lugha zao wenyewe arabic kiarabu whichever language lugha yoyote iwayo ile they were speaking in their own tongue walikuwa wakinena katika ndimi zao wenyewe that is amazing to me today hiyo inanishangaza hivi leo today leo we are experiencing another visitation tuna uhisi mtembeleo mwingine and very soon you will see na hivi karibuni mtajionea that this visitation ya kwamba huu mtembeleo is supposed to be the mightiest inatakana iwe ndio kubwa zaidi listen to this sikiliza haya now the holy spirit is visiting sasa roho mtakatifu yuatembelea visiting the church analitembelea kanisa That's why we can have these miracles that happened during the time of Jesus. Ndio sababu tunaweza kukuwa na hii miujiza iliyotendeka katika zile siku za Yesu. Listen precious people. Sikiliza watu wa dhamani. The Holy Spirit comes. Roho Mtakatifu anakuja. Then they speak in tongues as they were being enabled. Alafu wanaanza kunena kwa ndimi jinsi walivyojaliwa. Not as they said sio jinsi walivyojiwekelea ya bandia not as they copied another person and also spoke na pia sio kama walivyoiga mtu mwingine na kunena as they were being enabled jinsi walivyokuwa wakiwezeshewa and when they spoke na wakati walinena the other nations understood mataifa yale mengine walielewa today leo Now that the Holy Spirit is visiting. Sasa kwa sababu Roho Mtakatifu anatembelea. When you talk, wakati unaponena in the language of the Spirit. Katika lugha ya Roho, do they hear you? Je, hao hukusikia? Do the other nations hear you? Je, mataifa wale wengine hukusikia? That's why I wanted you to see today's church in this ndio sababu nilitaka wewe uone kanisa la sasa hivi katika haya. Joel chapter 2. Joeli mlango wa pili. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. Tunambariki bwana. Verse 28. Mstari wa 28. Joel chapter 2 he says. Joeli mlango wa pili anasema. Joel 2:28. Joeli 2:28. Afterward. Baadaye Afterward in the Bible means in those days. Baadaye katika Biblia inamaanisha katika hizo siku. They were meaning the days proximate to the coming of the Messiah. Alikuwa kimaanisha zile siku za kukuja kwa Masihi. And he says, Na anasema, Afterward I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Hata itakuwa baada ya hayo nitamimi na roho yangu juu ya wote wenye mwili. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Wanawenu waume kwa wake watatabiri. Your old men will dream dreams. Wazee wenu wataota ndoto. Your young women will see visions. Na vijana wenu wataona maono. Even on my servants both men and women. Hata juu ya watumishi wangu wanaume kwa wanawake. I'll pour out my spirit in those days. Katika zile siku nitamimina roho yangu. 
Look at this. The Lord has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. And when the Lord spoke to me about the coming of the Messiah, I want to share a very important conversation. A very important conversation. Listen to this conversation. On the 19th of August. 2008. In the vision of night. The Lord lifted me up. And he took me before his throne. And when I stood there in that vision. I saw the glory cover the throne of God. And the Lord made me know. That he that sits on the throne. Was seated on the throne. That was clear. I knew he was there. And the glory was like a mountain. And then listen to this. After a short while. Then came from the throne of God. Let me just summarize it. One of the four living creatures around the throne of God Almighty. And he came towards me. And it was the most fearful moment to behold. But now later I understood. Why the Lord made him come so close? Even now, as I talk to you, I replay it. It is replaying in my eyes. When he came so close to me, I later understood that the Lord God Almighty he wanted me to be able to identify him to know what number he is that when I go back to the Bible then I will have the message for the church then I will understand the message but look at this now when he came he went back to the glory at the throne and then within a moment from the throne of God he released the black horse black and the black horse was released listen very carefully to this you cannot get it anywhere in any place when the black horse came I saw him running around heaven and then he came towards me let me share with you the secrets of God in heaven when he came towards me then I realized a unique part of his countenance 
sehemu ya umbo lake ya kipekee kumbe ya kwamba kumbe he has glorious name ako na shinga ya utukufu he is very black yeye ni mweusi tititi but he has white hair mane from here to here lakini anazoshinga nyeupe kutoka hapa mpaka hapa and it is as though nani kana kwamba he was sent to come near me to show me that name alitumwa aje karibu nami anionyesha hizo shinga because when he came close to me maana aliponikaribia look at this tazama hii then he stretched out the white mane kisha akazikunguta zile shinga nyeupe and stretched it back on himself alafu tena akazirudisha pamoja mwilini mwake then i saw him running all over the earth kisha nikamwona akikimbia kote kote duniani with his rider na mpandaji wake 19th of august tarehe 19 ya mwezi wa august 2008 mwaka 2008 and then on the 23rd of august alafu tarehe 23 ya mwezi wa august 24th of august we are the mighty revival meeting in Nakuru. Tulikuwa na mkutano mkubwa wa uvivio kule Nakuru. More than 2 million people. Zaidi ya watu idadi milioni mbili. And I came and stood at the altar. Nami nikaja na nikasimama madhabahuni. And I said listen to me the nations of the earth. Na nikasema nisikilizeni mataifa ya dunia. And I said listen to me heaven. Na nikasema nisikilizeni e bingu. I have seen the release of the black horse meona kuachiliwa kwa farasi mweusi and i say na nikasema behold tazama now there will be global economic crisis sasa kutakuweko na shida na utata wa kiuchumi ya kidunia and i said there will be also global famine na nikasema pia kutakuwa na njaa ya kidunia and then halafu after just two months baada ya kipindi cha miezi miwili pekee in october mwezi wa october we were in toronto doing a big revival meeting in canada tulikuwa kule toronto tukifanya mkutano mkubwa wa uvivio pale canada and i was preaching about it nami nilikuwa nikihubiri kuihusu the coming of the global economic crisis kukuja kwa shida ya kiutata ya kiuchumi ya dunia yote and you know when we are out there na unajua wakati tunaenda kule nje i am always fasting kila wakati mimi hufunga so that nation kwa hilo taifa for they are sick because i do healing services there kwa sababu ya wagonjwa wao maana mimi ufanya ibada za uponyaji huko that the lord may heal them ya kwamba bwana awaponye and there's a lot of healings on that side also na pia kuna uponyaji kwa wingi hata upande ule mwingine pia cripples are walking hiv is healed and they are stunned viwete wanatembea na virusi vya ukimwi vinaponywa nao wanashangazwa so i don't watch tv kwa hivyo mimi huwa sitazami runinga. When I was preaching. Wakati nilikuwa nikihubiri. Preaching. Nikihubiri. I said I've seen the black horse. Nikasema nimemwona farasi mweusi. Global economic crisis is coming. Shida kiutata kiuchumi ya kidunia inakuja. Then one day one pastor came to me. Halafu siku moja mchungaji mmoja kanijia. And he said. Akasema, Man of God. Nabii wa Mungu. Have you watched your news? Je, ulitazama habari zako? Today leo what you were saying yesterday yale ulichokuwa ukisema pale jana last week weekly or peter today leo hii all the global financial markets crashed soko zote za hisa za kidunia ziliporomoka 
That prophecy was fulfilled immediately. Huo unabii ulitimilizwa pako hapo. Until today. Hadi leo hii. It's a big problem globally. Ni shida kubwa duniani kote. People lost their home. Watu walipoteza maboma zao. They could not afford mortgage. Hawangeweza kukua na pesa ya kujenga manyumba. Unemployment is high. Hata kukosa kazi kumepanda viwango. Even Africa was affected. Hata Afrika ilidhuriwa. But listen. The message is this. Ujumbe ndio huu. In the same scripture. Katika andiko lile lile. Revelation chapter 6. Ufunuo wa Yohana mlango wake wa 6. Regarding the release of the black horse. Kuhusiana na kuachiliwa kwa farasi mweusi. Same scripture. Andiko lile lile. I just want to touch on the most important for this open heaven nataka niguzie tu mambo muhimu zaidi ya hii mbingu iliyo wazi in revelation chapter 6 i have told it over and over again katika ufuno wa yohana mlango wa 6 nimefundisha mara na mara tena regarding the dispensation we are in kuhusiana na yale majira ambayo tukomo sasa hivi but let me summarize lakini wacha niwape mutasari it deals with the lamb of god inakabiliana na mwana kondo wa mungu and his authority to open the seal of the scroll of god na mamlaka yake ya kuifungua mihuri ya gombo la Mungu. And you see there is the opening of the first seal. Na unaona kuna kufunguliwa kwa muhuri wa kwanza. And then the white horse is released. Alafu farasi mweupe anawachiliwa. The opening of the second seal. Kuna kufunguliwa kwa muhuri wa pili. Red horse is released. Na ya farasi mwekundu anawachiliwa. Opening of the third seal. Kuna kufunguliwa kwa muhuri wa tatu. And then the black horse is released. Kisha farasi mweusi anaachiliwa. Listen and then the fourth seal sikiliza halafu kisha muhuri wa ine and the pale horse is released farasi wa kijivujivu anaachiliwa they are called wanaitwa the four apocalyptic horsemen wapanda farasi wa ine wa nyakati za mwisho wa kiunabii and i have taught that na nimefundisha hayo but today i want to focus on something important on the spirit of the lord lakini leo ninataka nilenge kwa kitu fulani kilicho muhimu kumhusu roho wa mungu revelation 6 verses 5 and 6 Hallelujah Hallelujah When the lamb opened the third seal Alipoivunja ile lakiri ya tatu I heard the third living creature say Nikamsikia yule kiumbe wa tatu mwenye uhai akisema Come Joe I looked and there before me was a black horse Nikatazama na mbele yangu alikuwa hapo farasi mweusi Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand Yeye aliyekuwa amempanda alikuwa na mizani mkononi mwake Do you now understand Sasa waelewa Why I said global economic crisis Kwa nini nilisema shida ya utata uchumi ya kidunia because kwa sababu the rider of the black horse mpanda farasi wa farasi mweusi the rider of the black horse mpanda farasi wa farasi mweusi he is riding a black horse yeye anampanda farasi huyu mweusi he is riding a black horse yeye anamwendesha huyu farasi mweusi and he is carrying a pair of scales in his hand naye amebeba mizani amaratili mikononi mwake What does that mean? Na je, hiyo inamaanisha nini? A balance. Kuwa na vipimo. Ratili. Ratili. That means buying and selling. Hiyo inamaanisha uuzaji na ununuzi. Now you see how the Lord speaks. Sasa unaona vile Bwana anavyonena? 
buying and selling Uzaji na ununuzi in the hands of the rider of the black horse katika mikono ya mpanda farasi wa farasi mweusi then later on he says alafu pale baadaye anasema to the rider of the black horse anamwambia mpanda farasi wa hiyo farasi mweusi a quart of wheat for a day's wages kibaba changano kwa ujira wa siku moja that means inflation hiyo inamaanisha kuongezeka kwa bei because a quart of wheat maana kibaba changano is enough wheat for one person for one day ni ngano inayotosha tu mtu mmoja kwa siku moja in the jewish definition of a quart katika maelezeo ya kiyahudi ya kibaba and because barley is less nutritional than wheat na kwa sababu shayiri haina lishe bora kama vile ngano he said anasema and pre-quarts of barley for a day's wages na vibaba vitatu vya shayiri kwa ajili ya ujira wa siku moja that's why i announced ndio sababu nilitangaza that there is an economic crisis coming to the globe ya kwamba kuna shida kiutata ya uchumi inayoijilia dunia yote listen now to the message sasa sikiliza ujumbe listen very carefully sikiliza kwa umakini Later he said Badae akasema Listen the precious children of the Lord Sikilizeni watoto wa dhamani wa Bwana He later said Pale badae akasema Hey hey but if you buy lakini ukipata oil and wine mafuta na divai don't destroy usiharibu in that scripture Katika hilo andiko Let me explain to you Hebu niwaelezeni Let me explain to you. Hebu niwaelezeni. He was talking about this dispensation. Alikuwa kinena kuhusu majira haya. The oil and the wine. Mafuta na divai. The oil stands for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Mafuta inasimama ama inaashiria upako wa Roho Mtakatifu. And it's amazing. Na inashangaza. That the Lord was decreeing a tremendous famine. Ni kwamba Bwana alikuwa anatangaza njaa ya kuogofya. He was decreeing an horrible lack of food hunger. Alikuwa anatangaza kukosekana kwa chakula kwa kutisha njaa. But at the same time, lakini kwa wakati huo huo, he was also decreeing plenty. Alikuwa pia anatangaza wingi. Listen to this very carefully. Sikiliza haya kwa makini. During the dispensation of famine. Wakati wa majira haya ya njaa that the lord announced ambayo bwana aliitangaza he is now talking of oil and wine sasa ananena kuhusu mafuta na divai i have told you nimewafundisheni that when the lord took me to live in israel for seven years ya kwamba wakati bwana aliponipeleka israeli nikaishi huko kipindi cha miaka saba i saw niliona the affluence ile hali ya utajiri the affluence hali ya utajiri cheese dipped in oil inayotumbukizwa kwenye mafuta and i used to see them na mimi nilikuwa nikiwaona they serve cheese on the plate walikuwa naiweka ile siagi kwenye sahani and it comes with olive oil na inakuja na mafuta ya mzeituni and they take Peter bread Peter is the name in Israel. Alafu wanachukua mkate wa jina ama aina ya Peter. And they take it when it's hot they touch the cheese and they scoop some oil and they eat. Na wanaichukua ikiwa moto wanaguzisha ile siagi wanachukua mafuta kidogo na wanakula. 
and that was a symbol of affluence na hiyo ilikuwa ni ishara ya utajiri while the others are barely making it with bread wakati wale wengine nadra sana wanapata mkate others are eating cheese with olive oil wengine wanakula siagi na mafuta ya mzeituni and special wine from special vineyards nayo divai maalum kutoka mashamba ya mizabibu ya divai ambayo ni speciali so number one, kwa hivyo kitu cha kwanza the oil and the wine mafuta na divai that the lord was clamoring to the rider of the black horse ambayo bwana alikuwa akimuelezea mpanda farasi wa farasi mweusi hey hey I know that I have given you authority. Ninajua kwamba nimekupatia mamlaka. To destroy the economies of the earth. Ya kuharibu uchumi wa dunia. That they may know that the Messiah is coming. Ya kwamba wapate kujua kuwa Masihi anakuja. To come and shake the nation. Kukuja na kuyatingiza mataifa. To catch their attention. Kupata umakinifu wao. But hey, lakini hey, if you see oil and wine. Ukiona mafuta na divai What does that mean? Je, hiyo inamaanisha nini? Listen to this. Sikiliza haya. Very carefully. Haumakinifu. We have seen that the oil of the wine represents plenty. Tumeona kwamba mafuta na divai inaashiria wingi. And one quart of wheat for a day's wages represents famine scarcity. Na kibaba kimoja cha unga kwa ajili ya ujira wa siku moja inaashiria upungufu. It represents deficiency. Inaashiria kutokuweko na ya kutosha. And then in the spiritual realm. Alafu sasa katika nyanja ya kiroho. In the physical realm. Katika nyanja ya kiasilia. We see the global economic crisis until today. Tunaona shida kiutata kidunia ya kiuchumi mpaka leo hii. But in the spiritual realm. Lakini katika nyanja ya kiroho. He was talking about the end revival. Alikuwa anaenda kuhusu uvivio wa nyakati za mwisho. And he was saying. Na alikuwa akisema. The end time revival. Ya kwamba uvivio wa nyakati za mwisho. Will be a revival of oil and wine. Itakuwa uvivio wa mafuta na divai. Where oil is the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Ambapo mafuta ndiyo nguvu ya upako wa Roho Mtakatifu. The flow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Kutiririka kwa upako wa Roho Mtakatifu. He was talking about the revival of this hour. Alikuwa anaenda kuhusu uvivio wa nyakati hizi. The dispensation of the open heaven. Majira ya And he said Nakasema, it will be a holy ghost revival So he said Manalisema, don't leave don't leave Jerusalem Musitoke Yerusalem until you have received power Hadi mmekwishapokea nguvu from on high kutoka juu mbinguni So when you go now you go in power unaenda katika nguvu and you become witnesses na unafanyika mashahidi true witnesses mashahidi wa kweli listen to this sikiliza haya i want to mention one important thing nataka nitaje kitu kimoja cha muhimu in the book of acts katika kitabu cha matendo ya mitume chapter 2 mlango wa pili when the holy ghost appeared wakati roho mtakatifu aliposhuka the holy ghost of the lord roho mtakatifu wa bwana the holy ghost of jesus roho mtakatifu wa yesu the holy ghost of the father roho mtakatifu wa baba in the book of acts chapter 2 katika kitabu cha matendo ya mtume mlango wa pili when the people went to hear what is this sound 
wakati watu walipoenda kushikia na je hiyo sauti ni ya nini they were talking in many tongues walikuwa wakinena katika lugha nyingi but listen to the key lakini sikiliza ufunguo they made a comment walifanya jambo au swala they said walisema these people are drunk hawa watu wamelewa they are drunk wamelewa because they were talking kwa sababu walikuwa wakinena in the holy ghost power katika nguvu za roho mtakatifu so they appear drunk kwa hivyo walionekana walevi listen to this sikiliza haya their drunkenness ulevi wao was obvious ulikuwa wazi hallelujah hallelujah until peter came up and stood at a place hadi petro akajitokeza na kusimama mahali without microphone bila kipaza sauti i'm shocked ninashangazwa that when peter stood at the place ya kwamba wakati petro aliposimama hapo mahali without this technology bila hii teknolojia and he spoke na akanena his voice was so powerful sauti yake ilikuwa yenye nguvu sana that 3000 people received the lord kiasi kwamba watu 1000 walimpokea bwana without microphone bila kipaza sauti chochote that is the power i am talking about hizo ndizo nguvu ninazonena kuzihusu but listen to this lakini sikiza haya today leo hii now that there is open heaven sasa kwa sababu tunayo bingu iliyofunguka now that there is another outpour of the holy spirit sasa kwa sababu kuna mimimiko mwingine wa roho mtakatifu je je is the church drunk kanisa limelewa is the church drunk enough kanisa lililewa ya kutosha for the outside people kwa wale watu wa nje to obviously see kuona wazi wazi that hey look those people are drunk ya kwamba hey tazama hao watu wamelewa and it's just 9 o'clock in the morning na yapata asubuhi saa tatu. are you drunk enough je umelewa ya kutosha for the people out kwa wale watu walioko nje to be able to recognize look they are drunk waweza kutambua kwamba tazama wamelewa Unfortunately, Papa the church today is not spiritually drunk. Kanisa la hivi sasa halijalewa kiroho. She is very sober. Liko macho kabisa. And yet some of the acts. Na ili hali baadhi ya matendo. I like the way they put it in other countries. Napenda vile inawekwa katika lugha zingine. Like in the US. Kama vile katika majimbo ya umoja wa Marekani, they say, wanasema he was driving under the influence. Alikuwa akiendesha chini ya athari. DUI. DUI. Driving under the influence. Kuendesha chini ya athari. That means hiyo inamaanisha you are not yourself. Wewe si nafsi yako. You are not you. Wewe si wewe. You have been influenced. Umeweza kuathirika. That means hiyo inamaanisha there are some things. Kuna vitu vingine that the Lord wants the church to do today. Ambayo Bwana 
the influence. Chini ya atari. You didn't get me. Hamukunipata. For example, kwa mfano, to stop a Muslim. Kuslamisha Muislamu and ask him. Na kumuuliza. Excuse me. Ni wewe rabi. I see you are suffering. Ninakuona unateseka. From a lot of disease. Kutokana na magonjwa mengi. And pain. Na uchungu. I see your family suffering. Ninaona jamii yako ikiteseka. Je? Je? Can you look there? Unaweza kutazama pale and see what is happening in the crusade. Na uone kile kinatendeka kwenye mikutano ya nje ya hadhara crusade. The creatures are walking. Viweke wanatembea. The deaf can hear. Viziwi wanaweza shikia. The blind can see. Vipofu wanaona. HIV is healed. Virusi vya ukimwi vinaponywa. Precious people. Watu wa zamani. Listen very carefully. Sikiliza kwa makinifu. And ask him. Na umuulize. Je? Je? How about Jesus of Nazareth? Na je kumuhusu Yesu wa Nazareth? The Lord demands the church that has charisma. Bwana analitaka kanisa lililo na nguvu. That has courage. Ambalo liko na ujasiri. And that can only come under the influence. Na hiyo inaweza kukuja tu chini ya athari. And that's why Na ndio sababu they saw waliona You just begin to speak Arabic very loud. Unaanza kuongea tu Kiarabu kwa sauti ya juu. The languages they spoke. Lugha walizozinena. Don't go there, I'm going to read for you. Usiende hapo, mie nitawasomeni. Look. Tazama. He says. Anasema. Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? basi yawezekanaje kwamba kila mmoja wetu anasikia katika lugha yake mwenyewe Persian wapati meat wamede and elamite na waelami the residents of mesopotamia wakaazi wa mesopotamia judea and cappadocia uyahudini na kapardokia pontus and asia ponto na asia pargia phrygia pamphylia pamphylia egypt and the parts of libya near cyrene misri na pande za libya karibu na kirene visitors near rome na wageni kutoka Rumi. Both Jews and converts to Judaism. Wayahudi na waongofu. Cretans and Arabs. Wakrete na Waarabu. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own language. Sote tunawasikia watu hawa wakisema katika lugha zetu wenyewe mambo makuu ya ajabu ya Mungu. They were talking walikuwa kiongea and declaring the wonders of God. Na kuyatangaza makuu ya Bwana. Today, leo hii is the church drunk enough? Je, kanisa limelewa ya kutosha? I'm sorry she is sober. Samahani, kanisa liko macho. That's why she is full of public opinion. Excuse me, excuse me. Ndio sababu limejawa na ile maoni ya watu wa hadhara. Ni wiaradhi. Excuse me, sorry, excuse me. Niweza kusema samahani, ni wiaradhi pole. Public opinion. Wanataka maoni ya hadharani. And yet the people are perishing. Na ile hali watu wanaangamia. There are many people in drugs in the streets. Kuna watu wengi walio na uraibu wa madawa ya kulevya kule kwenye mita. When you operate under the influence, wakati unatenda kazi chini ya athari, you just get up and walk to the back streets. Wewe unasimama tu na kutembea kwenda kwa ile mitaa ya nyuma nyuma. 
and you start giving them anything you have listen precious people if the church is going to live in this dispensation of open heaven and speak in the powers of the tongue of the Holy Spirit then she has to declare the wonders of God then she will be audible enough for all the languages basi litaweza kusikika ya kutosha katika lugha zote precious people watu wa dhamani let us be drunk in the holy spirit wacha tulewe katika roho mtakatifu let us be a people that are drunk in the holy spirit wacha tuwe ni watu waliolewa katika roho mtakatifu that the lord may have his way ya kwamba bwana apate njia yake across the nation kote kote katika mataifa yote i'm reading one of the last scriptures and then we'll Isaiah 32 Isaiah 32 Turn with me there Isaiah 32 Isaiah mlango wa 32 Verses 15 to 17 Mustari ni wa 15 hadi 17 We are learning about the importance of the holy spirit tunajifunza kuhusu umuhimu wa roho mtakatifu the centrality of the holy spirit umuhimu ama unyeti wa roho mtakatifu at this hour katika saa hii isaiah 32:15 to 17 isaiah mlango wa 32 naanzia mstari wa 15 hadi wa 17 till the spirit is poured upon us mpaka roho amwagwe juu yetu from on high kutoka juu and the days that become the fertile fields nalo jangwa kuwa shamba lenye rutuba and the fertile fields seems like a forest na shamba lenye rutuba kuwa kama msitu justice will dwell in the desert haki itakaa katika jangwa and righteousness live in the fertile field na uadilifu utakaa katika shamba lenye rutuba do you see what the holy spirit is meant to bring je unaona kile ambacho roho mtakatifu anatakana kuleta is meant to bring justice inatakana alete haki and righteousness to the revival church na haki katika kanisa hili la uvivio he says when he will pour his spirit anasema wakati atamwaga roho wake there will be justice kutakuwa na haki and righteousness na haki justice in the dry desert haki katika jangwa and yet among the revival saints na ilihani miongoni mwa wateule wa uvivio there will be righteousness kutakuwa na haki the righteousness of the lord haki ya bwana the dry field viwanja vilivyokauka the quart of wheat for days wages kibaba cha ngano kwa ajili ya ujira wa siku moja the fertile ground na yale maeneo yenye rutuba revival ovivio plenty wingi open heaven bingu iliyo wazi oil and wine mafuta na divai but righteousness lakini haki that means today the church ought to be walking in righteousness hiyo inamaanisha leo hii kanisa lastahidi kwa likitembea katika haki apisawa wakati huu righteousness haki and he says na anasema He says precious people Anasema hivi watu wa dhamani The fruit of righteousness will be peace 
matunda ya haki yatakuwa amani why would the fruit of righteousness be peace je ni kwani ni tunda la haki iwe ni amani because righteousness will bring reconciliation with god kwa sababu haki italeta upatanisho na mungu and then now you can have peace alafu sasa unaweza kuwa na amani because you will have been reconciled with the lord maana utakuwa umepatanishwa na mungu Bwana mwenyewe anasema ya kwamba Bwana mwenyewe anasema ya kwamba nyakati hizi nyakati hizi ambazo sasa tunaona bingu yamefunguka ambapo sasa tunaona bingu imefunguka viwete wanatembea kwa jina la Yesu viwete wanatembea kwa jina la Yesu visiwi wanasikia viziwi wanasikia na magonjwa mengi wale ambao wana ukimwi pia kuna uponyaji na magonjwa mengi wale walio na virusi vya ukimwi pia kuna uponyaji na Bwana anatuambia hivi na Bwana anatuambia nyakati hizi za bingu ambazo zimefunguka nyakati hizi ambazo bingu imefunguka hata mimina roho wake hata mimina roho wake na roho wake itatusaidia naye roho wake atatusaidia itafanya mahali ambapo ilikuwa jangwa atafanya pale mahali palipo ni jangwa sasa igeuke sasa pageuke iwe pali ambapo imemea vimea na mistuni pia mahali palipomea mimea na hata mstuni na anasema humu humu kwenye mstuni na pale mwenye matunda ya mimea na anasema hapa kwenye mstuni na pale matunda ya mimea kutakuwa na uhaki kutakuwa na uhaki listen sikiza he says asema there will be justice in the desert kutakuwa na haki kwenye jangwa that is reproving the land lakini ikikosoa inchi reproving and purifying the land ikikosoa na kuirekebisha inchi but when the rain falls lakini wakati mvua inaponyesha the outpour mumiminiko when it finally comes wakati hatimaye itakuja it will become a fertile field itafanyika inchi yenye rutuba and righteousness will live there na yohaki itakaa hapo and peace will be there na amani itakuweko i thought that was amazing lifikiria hiyo inastajabisha the word is righteousness neno ni lenye haki righteousness uhaki it has never changed halijawahi kubadilika especially now hasa sana nyakati hizi now look at something else hebu angalia kitu kingine tena that's same isaiah 32 kitabu hicho hicho cha isaiah 32 He says Anasema The fruit of righteousness will be peace. Matunda ya haki yatakuwa amani. The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. Matokeo ya haki yatakuwa utulivu na matumaini milele. You will never panic again. Hautawahi kuogopa tena. If you walk in this hour. Ukitembea katika majira haya. This hour of open heaven. Haya majira ya bingu zilizofunguka. If you will walk in righteousness. Iwapo utatembea katika uhaki. Heavens open. Bingu zikiwa wazi. You will have quietness. Utakuwa na utulivu. That to me is peace. Hiyo kwangu ni amani. And it says confidence forever. Na anasema matumaini milele. That means you will know I am the elect of the Lord. Hiyo inamaanisha utajua kwamba mimi ndiye mteule wa Bwana. And nothing can change that. Na kuna kitu inaweza kubadilisha hiyo. Except you yourself. Ijapokuwa wewe mwenyewe 
binafsi if you drift away from righteousness ikiwa utawata uhaki but now the dispensation is here lakini sasa majira yako hapa and the beauty of this hour na uzuri wa hizi saa is as they were enabled ilikuwa kana kwamba walivyowezeshewa which means you will be enabled kumaanisha utawezeshewa you don't have to fear again au hitaji kuogopa tena I want to finish. Nataka nimalize. Isaiah 44. Isaiah 44. Verses 3 to 5. Mustari wa 3 hadi wa 5. He says. Anasema. Isaiah 44 verses 3 to 5. Isaiah mlango wa 44 tuanzia mstari wa 3 hadi wa 5. The open heaven. Bingu zilizo wazi. For I will pour water on the thirsty land. Kwa maana nitamimina maji juu ya inchi yenye kiu. And the streams on the dry ground. Na vijito vya maji juu ya ardhi iliyokauka. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. Nitamimina roho wangu juu ya watoto wako. And my blessing on your descendants. Nayo baraka yangu juu ya wazao wako. They will spring up like grass in the meadow. Nao watachipua kama manyo like poplar trees by flowing stream kama mierezi kando ya vijito vya maji yatiririkayo one will say mmoja atasema i belong to the lord mimi ni wa bwana another will call himself by the name of jacob mwingine atajiita kwa jina la yakobo till another na vile vile mwingine will write on his hand ataandika juu ya mkono wake the lord wa bwana and will take the name of Israel. Na kujiita kwa jina la Israel. Precious people. Watu wa dhamani. In Ezekiel 47. Katika Ezekiel 47. It talks about from verse 1 to 6. Katika mstari wa kwanza hadi wa 6 ananena kuhusu. It talks about the different levels of the anointing of this hour. Ananena kuhusu viwango tofauti vya upako katika nyakati hizi. And you see that the man led him into the water that was to the ankle. Na unaona yule mtu akampeleka kwa maji aliyokuwa yanafika kwa viweko vya miguu to the knee alafu kwa viuno until it was a river hadi kafanyika muto but you have to understand lakini inabidi uelewe that this hour ya kwamba saa hii this is when the lord is looking for true worshipers hiki ndicho wakati ambapo bwana anatafuta waabuduo wa kweli people that worship in the spirit and in the truth watu waabuduo katika roho na katika kweli it reminds you of the samaritan woman inakukumbuka yule mwanamke msamaria